Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. Hey cousin. Hey cousin, how you doing? really well you're looking off a party today yeah well you know i'm pre-made up because i have to run to the doctor's office get a couple things you know tweaked and gone it's, taken care time. Of. it's the season it's the season and then i have to come back and do some tv so i did myself in advance well i didn't do myself well you had i got it done, done professionally yeah i mean i can i can see because when i do my own makeup and when i have it professionally done it is very different very different very different Different. So what's happening with you today? No, no, no. I want to go back to this doctor thing because I think okay. it's important because a lot of women on, so, on social media are talking about, hey, it's important to this time of year, first of the year, or at least once every year, get these checkups. Yes. And so you're you're seeing everybody, I'm whether seeing or not everybody. you have something going on or not. Absolutely. You know, and I've been feeling a little run down, but yes, you know, I don't sleep. You know, I've got a lot of stuff I'm working on. Yeah. Um, so I'm seeing a sleep specialist. I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, have, I, have, I literally had to change my primary care physician, which was very traumatizing because right. I loved my doctor. Aww. But she got a promotion and went to do something else. So I said, OK, you know what? If I have to change physicians and I found a great new doctor, mm-hmm. this place where this doctor practices, they have everything. They have a cardiologist and they have an endocrinologist yeah. and they have a neurologist. So I'm like, you know what? Everything I even think I have an ailment, I'm getting it checked out. I'm yeah. getting my mammogram done, getting my pap smears done, getting my everything done. Get those boobs. Got to get the boobs smushed. I'm yeah. doing it all because you know what? It is important. And as black women, you know, if we, it seems that when we get anything, it's more acute, more aggressive. More aggressive. Yeah. And my mother did die of breast cancer mm. that metastasized to liver. So I'm very sensitive to any kind of feelings in the sort of livery area, yeah. any kind of breast things. So I'm very, very vigilant. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, you have that's to be. good. I am too. I am. I have a lot of doctor's appointments this time of year. I end the year with that and it kind of, you know, spills over into January. So yeah. I'm doing the same thing. And I too go to a medical place where there are all these different doctors on different floors. So yes. it's like one stop shopping. It's yes. a medical group, which I love. Isn't that the best? It is. Because it makes it more convenient because one of the reasons that you don't go is, is lack of convenience. Especially in New York City because yes. it's not like you can drive and park. No. Right? You got to go this place, that yep. place. You got to run around. Can you get a it's cab? A and also, can you get an appointment? I have to say one yes. thing that I'm about, and I was going to be a doctor at one point. Uh, and so, you know, kudos to the medical profession. But can we get an appointment in less than a month? Like, why does it have to be a month before you can get an appointment uh, for so many specialists? It's especially really, if you're a new patient. Yes. Forget it. It's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. And it's part of the reason people don't go to the doctor. Yeah, it So is. I think there has to be sort of a change in the way, you know, a lot of it is because there are not as many doctors. A lot of American students aren't going into the medical profession anymore. It's but too expensive. But enough. But import some folks. We need to make immigration happen again. We need more people. There are more that. nurses. At the very least, if someone can't take you, let's say, in a two-month period or even within 30 days, they should refer you to, to someone, someone else, else, even if it's not connected to their practice. Totally. That totally. should be a requirement. Absolutely. Because you, like you said, you could be discouraging people, you know, from someone could be procrastinating from calling you in the first place. Right. And now you're going to shut them down or make them wait Two months, three yes. months, or however long, that could discourage them all together together from ever going. Yep. And first and you know, I we've had family members who, for instance, had a stroke, um, you know, Jason's um uh, grandfather who unfortunately passed away. When he first had his well, clearly many strokes, he initially went to the doctor and was sent home, which is another big issue, right? Is that yeah. a lot of times with black patients, we're seen as being able to take more pain, not as, uh, you know, in as much distress. Or they don't believe they don't what believe. we're saying our symptoms are. Correct. And yeah. so he, when he finally had a real stroke, it was like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. But I think we have to be really aggressive with our health 
care of a good friend that's dealing with that now with her stepfather. You have to be aggressive about health care, particularly for African-Americans, because you can't just take for granted that we're going to get the same level of care. And that's sad, but you still need to be vigilant. No, it's it's almost like you have to go in there and be an advocate for yourself. Yes. You know how some hospitals have patient advocates, right? Yep. That really look out for your welfare. If you, if you even know that they're in the hospital, you have to find them. You have to be your own advocate when it comes to dealing with doctors. You have to keep your own records. I have a big three-ring binder. <laughs> that is my health book that has... Every appointment, every, you know, CD they give me of x-rays and things like idea. that, that I keep, you know, doctors, even if I go to a doctor one time, I'll keep, you know, any prescriptions that they give me, anything that they write out. I keep everything there in that binder. And anybody can get this book um, and get everything it's at Amazon. Idea. But it is a great book to have. I got one for my mother and for myself. Oh, I want one. Yeah. So it really is a great thing to have because it helps you keep record of everything and then you can say no on this date this because you have to go in there and you have to challenge doctors too yeah i am not a believer of a doctor uh, of just taking everything that a doctor says without questioning it or without challenging it in some kind of way yeah you know what i mean and saying are you sure and getting second opinions which a lot of Very people important. are afraid to do yeah and and again getting the second opinion assuming you can get an appointment uh, well, and, and you know shout out to medical professionals because when they're good they're amazing when our son had yeah. that eye injury oh. he had the best doctors i've ever seen i mean the he got lucky in that the doctor who saw him actually played baseball played minor league baseball so he totally understood the baseball injury and everything so if you get a great doctor hallelujah but you you don't just assume that that every doctor doctor is a great doctor I mean yeah I agree with you shout out to the great doctors out there but there are a lot of doctors out there who are not great doctors and you you have to be an advocate for, for yourself. yourself. I can't say it or not. When I had um, a herniated disc, when it, I mean, it's still there. But when it first popped up, um, it was a big issue for me. And fortunately, I was living in Houston, Texas at the time, which has some of the best doctors in the world. Right. They just do. And so I was lucky. But the first doctor that I went to, to me, was a surgeon. You know what I mean? So he wanted, he scheduled me two weeks from my appointment, seeing right. him for the first time. Yeah. Let's get you in here. We don't want you to be a back cripple was what he said to me. But on my own, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And I asked, can I speak to, you know, five of your patients who've had this surgery? And each one of them, because I called them, you know, I'm a reporter. So I yeah. called each one of them and had a conversation and they each told me that they felt better, but they still had pain. I was like, mm. uh-uh. So then girl, I was flying different places around the country. I yes. went and got, I had four different opinions about that. But then I got fortunate enough to go into a specialized kind of back therapy. Anybody out there dealing with back issues, look up the McKenzie method. Mm. It will save you because I didn't have to have surgery. Oh, that's After amazing. about a month of it, I felt so much better. Girl, I couldn't tie my shoes. I could barely take a shower. My mom had to come and stay with me and help take care of me. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Yeah. But that therapy really changed my life. And then I was able to run and really be very active sexually and all those kinds of things. Yes. You know, get your your health together. Get your health together, people. Like like Cardi B said. So you can go get yourself checked out without having to worry about your life. Okay. Can we just give a shout out to Cardi B right now? We're going to get back to her talking about the furloughed workers. I love her. Yes. Yes. yes, but um, so for me, my little wine down today without our wine. Can I'm I say looking we don't have on wine this today? paper. I know Where, where's our wine? Well, because I'm going to the doctor, I really couldn't drink anyway. But you could have. You're I could have. Such a good girl. I'm being too goody goody. You are. I see the words horse meat and whale meat on this little paper. Yep. And cousin Jackie is. Can you explain this? Because you don't have a wine down. You have like a weird meat down. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you: Have you ever had horse meat? Hell no. Or whale meat? Hell no. 
I mean, well, let me tell you what happened. Aren't you a vegan? I am. Okay. I I didn't have any. I never have. Okay. So we had this chef on my television show this week, Amberelle. You probably know her. She's the one with the, like, the white hair and it's spiky. Yes. And she's real cute and spunky. Okay. She hosts this show, America's Worst Cooks, Mm -hmm. where they have people on there who, you know, do the craziest things. I mean, it's beyond. They they not only can't, cannot cook, they should not be in the kitchen. Uh Um, But anyway, they go on the show and compete. Yeah. And learn how to cook. She came on our show, and I swear it was like we were sitting there and, and interviewing her, my co-host and I, and we were asking her about this trip to Iceland. I think she went somewhere like that. I can't remember exactly where she went. And we had no idea. Sometimes when our guests come, it's like, okay, we'll talk to you about this, this, and this. So she's, I guess my producers were like, ask her about this. So we asked her about going to the going to Iceland, and she was like, oh, it was great. I got to try horse meat, and I ate whale meat, and my co-hosts were looking, like, your eyes, <laughs> our eyes were wide open. We're sitting there like, wait, what? And she went on to say, this is live television. Um, a lot of people that do eat, like, plenty of people eat horse meat and dog meat and Madness. cat meat Madness. and all that stuff and whale um but they don't openly admit it right she not only talked about it on our show but she told us also within that interview that she had posted it on her social media and the people came for her rest in peace your mentions oh my god she said she lost so many followers but my thing that i i, I was just sitting there i was shocked that she said it but I know, because I'm a animal advocate, mm-hmm. that there are so many people. Anthony Bourdain was one in his show. He would eat just about anything. anything. Yeah. Um, and he would eat horse meat and things like that. A lot of chefs do because a lot of people that are chefs, and not all, um, you know, will will try a lot of different things. They have anything. that culinary curiosity. Right. Um, but I, I don't see the difference. It's amazing to me how offended people are um, that someone eats horse meat or whale meat or dog meat or cat meat, but you still eat cows and chicken. They're all animals. I mean, horses are on a farm. Cows are on a farm. That is true. Pigs that is are true. on a farm. But That's it's like true. we get outraged, you know, by, by countries that have dogs, you know, that have dogs meat as a delicacy. Right. And because we see dogs as pet, but they're all animals. Well, here's the thing that is interesting about what you're saying, because we tend to anthropomorphize animals. And so certain animals that we think are adorable, right? right? A dog and a cat, things right. that we would keep as a pet, you can't eat that. A horse we've cultivated as a sort of a man's friend, right? It, it we ride around on it, right. and we give it a name. It's named Trigger. It's right. it's like they you almost humanize certain animals, and so eating them is like eating a person to right. you, right? To to a lot of people, to yeah. a lot of people, and so just you know, it is interesting but that we ridiculous. don't do that with others, as you said. Yeah. A cow is on a farm and a horse is on a farm. So why is it acceptable to eat a cow, not a horse? Right. It is sort of an as an existential question. It's not logical. Right. It should be fine to eat anything that is meat. I because mean, a wild you, animal would eat either one of them. You eat salmon, but you don't want to eat whale. Right. And it's a good I, point. I mean, it is a fair point. So score one for the vegan war, vegan massive because that's a fair point. They're is. all the same. I was like, I wasn't offended by I, I, it bothers me except, that people eat meat in general. Except, except, except. Exactly. That a whale, in a lot of in a lot of ways, is it's immoral to eat it because it's endangered, right? So if you're eating it and it's the last, it's you know dwindling in number around the world, it's like eating an elephant. But you you, wouldn't eat an elephant because they're endangered and they need to be protected. But also because we have sort of imparted to them wisdom and 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 a personality, and we sort of almost humanize them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hear you, but why are whales more important than other animals? 
you know, that are out there. I mean, just because they're endangered. I understand that. Right. I, I get that. The, the fact that we don't protect all animals leaves whales and other endangered animals vulnerable. That's but, why people hunt elephants yeah. and other animals. But they hunt that them are, not to eat them. I think if people hunted elephants might, to eat them, they, it'd be different. No, They're hunting wouldn't. them to have their trophies. No, because if you think about native societies around the world right. that are meat-eating, right. they would hunt buffalo and animals to eat them. Listen, and so there's nothing a, immoral about that. I don't that. have a problem with a society that needs to hunt to eat. Right. right. We don't need to we don't hunt our food. We right. keep animals in. We raise them to eat Fair. them. You Fair. know what I mean? So we, we don't have to eat animals in the way that we do. Well, and I get about whales being endangered. Yeah. But if we protected all animals of the sea, not particular ones like dolphins. Yeah. Or the ones that we People think are eat cute. Dolphin just too. because they had a show about a dolphin talking. Yeah, they flicker, eat dolphin too. You know, then it's it, it, but it's a but it's. I don't know. I want. To, I don't want to say it's against a law. It's against something to eat. You're not supposed to eat dolphins. People eat dolphin right. fish, yeah. which is different. It's right. not the actual the dolphin. dolphin, but it's all fish. But here's the difference. There's Some no of these difference. animals are delicious, <laughs> and it ain't. My, it ain't how do you know? How do you know? How do they delicious? How do you know dog meat is not delicious? Because it's just it's the thought you of have it is no repulsive. idea. You don't even it's like mental. your cat. It's true, mental. but I wouldn't eat them. But you would if you didn't I know. I wouldn't eat them. You didn't if you did not know. If I served you up a plate of, you know, of ISIS? chicken chow mein and cat chow mein, ISIS? you would not know the difference and you would eat it like it was yummy. Why are you threatening to eat my cat? I'm not. I thought you were on my cat's side. I'm the one who hates my cat, not you. But I'm saying. Don't serve ISIS. If you eat. If not you, the terrorist group, my it's cat. all the same. Yeah, make that. <laughs> please make that clear. People, no, I'm just saying ISIS. it's just ridiculous for people who get all upset oh my god all these people that unfollowed her because she was eating horse meat and whale meat do you eat cow do you eat you know other types of fish in fairness cows are delicious so are horses some people might say anthony bourdain definitely thought it was and amberell said that horse meat was delicious she oh put god. a mushroom sauce on it Ooh, jesus i know that makes me ill that makes me ill. Yeah. I'm just saying. Think Fair about right. it. It no, you know what? I, I I have a hard time coming back from your argument, Jackie Reed. It's a good and one. yet a delicious steak. <laughs> hard to say no. Listen, if you had to kill that steak yourself. Oh, I wouldn't eat it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. somebody's child. I think, <laughs> I think that's fair. Let's talk about what's Let going on. Let me get off in, my in vegan news. soapbox. Get off your vegan soapbox. <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on in Washington. Oh. It's better than the Housewives of House Atlanta. House of Cards, Housewives of Everything. Atlanta. Somebody going to throw a shoe. Pelosi versus Trump. A stiletto. I think Nancy Pelosi, if she took off her stilettos. Right in the just, neck. Chucked it across she, the it house would, chamber. And it would be one toss and probably would go the heel. The Ping. edge of it would go right in his neck. Pain. So, okay. So, tell us what's going on here because you just did your sit-down uh, town hall with Nancy Pelosi. And it seems like she is not to be played with. Can I just say, to, to all of the, what, 16 freshmen and some <laughs> non-freshmen Democrats whose genius idea was to place one of themselves or another inexperienced person in the speakership instead of Nancy Pelosi. Wow. Permit me just right now to say to you thoughts and prayers <laughs> because obviously that job requires a certain skill set. And the main skill set that it yeah. requires is having an in-depth understanding of the constitution. This 
the, as, as insane as the Trump era has been in a lot of ways, it's also been a great civics lesson it because a been. lot of people forget how absolutely powerful the Speaker of the House is, constitutionally more powerful than the Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, in every practical yeah. way, more powerful than the vice president. And in a lot of ways, more powerful in a sense than the president. Because think about it. The president, second article, you know, article two power, second branch of government. Mm. First branch of government is the, is the Congress. But the House, that big chamber where yeah. they all get to speak, you know who gets to let you in or not let you in that big chamber? You can't go speak at the well of the Senate. It's too small. So you got to sit where 535 people can fit. That would be the speaker of the house. <laughs> you almost popped out of your seat okay. when you said speaker. The speaker. But let me just tell people what's going on. So, you know, Trump is all in arms over this wall that he wants. So that's why we have the government shut down. We're in what, 26, 27 days? Yeah. 27th day? Um, and so it, it's become a big deal. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are not budging. They've passed nine bills budging. to reopen the government and yeah. they're just, the Senate won't take them up. He's saying, I'm not reopening the government until you all approve this wall, basically. Yes. And so she came back and said the other day and I'm just paraphrasing so mm -hmm. you fill in where you need to she basically said okay she proposed delaying the state of the union address and not letting him deliver that there because she said for security reasons because there are so many people that are unemployed we cannot guarantee so many government officials in one place including the president um, in one place would be safe considering security at this time. And the thing that's so brilliant, because Nancy Pelosi really does understand the Constitution. She <laughs> understands the power of her office. She understands the rules. She it. used Donald Trump's administration's own proclamation. Mm -hmm. Last year, when they came in, the Trump administration declared that there were a certain set of events that are considered national security events. When you make that kind of a designation, I don't know if they were aware, it triggers certain and rules. And the State of the Union? Was yes. one of those events correct? Wow! They created a designation for national security events, national security events that require extra security, meaning that you have to trigger the Secret Service and other agencies to be a part of it. Obviously, anytime the President of the United States is in the room, the Secret Service sweeps. There's all sorts of protocols yeah. you put in place. He triggered them. She simply quoted them in her letter and said, "You all triggered these national security protocols. Those protocols require a certain number of personnel." Well, the Department of Homeland Security short-staffed the Secret Service is short-staffed. All these agencies are short-staffed short because of you. You, yeah. Donald Trump, have made them short-staffed by shutting down the government. So as long as the government is shut down, baby, you need to wait until you reopen it and then you can come give your speech. Okay. Or, or, and this is my favorite part of the letter, I'm sorry, it doesn't feel about her. <laughs> she said, or... You can submit your State of the Union in writing. In writing. And it, let's do a history lesson. But can she do this? Yes. The Speaker of the House controls the chamber. <laughs> that 535-seat chamber is controlled 100% by her office. She decides who sits in that chamber, right? Even the Senate cannot call themselves a, you know, cannot call themselves to order in that chamber without her permission. But she made it as a suggestion. Are She's we gonna being polite. Because here's the thing. It ain't a suggestion. She told me you can't do it. And here's the thing. Up till 1913, the State of the Union, other than George Washington's first State of the Union in 1790, were always delivered in writing. Mm. George Washington, when he delivered his State of the Union in 1790, and his, really his first major State of the Union after being elected, he elected to do it in person because he was compelled to. The other members of the other founding sort of, you know, members of the Republic wanted him to speak. In a lot of ways, they wanted George Washington to be a king. They right. wanted him to behave like a king. And he was second or third cousin to the king. He wanted nothing to do with being a monarch. So he agreed to do it once. 
states. After that, Washington, per the Constitution, it says that the um, the Article Two power, the 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 the, the President of the United States, mm-hmm. will submit a report to Congress, like they are the board of directors, and he has to submit a report as to the functioning of the executive branch offices. So all the offices under his executive branch, the you know Department of Justice, the Department of Labor, the Department of Interior, he has to give a report to Congress as to how he spent their money because it's Congress who gives the money for right. these agencies, but it's the executive branch that administers the agencies. So what do you think it's is like the CEO here? report? So it can be delivered in writing clearly. And she said in her letter, you know, but do you think she's going to hold firm with of this? Of course, because she's well within you her constitutional do? rights. Yes, because it was always delivered in writing. Wow. Donald Trump could. This is how it used to be done. They would deliver it in writing. It would be read by a clerk on into the record. It just has to be read into the record. A clerk could read it. I get that. And she said he can do that. She but, said if you want to do that, you can do that. But knowing what you know about her. She will not let him give that state of the union until he opens the government. Trust me. So she can stop it. She has every right. She has her the power so of the she Constitution. she was just being polite. And politically, you don't think that the way, it would backfire on her to nope. do this? When she, you know what's being polite? Letting the president do it in person. They don't have to. The Constitution says they have to give a report that can be written. It always was written. I know, but it's become tradition. So it's, it's just, a big deal for her to do Donald this. Has Donald Trump upheld any traditions? <laughs> has Donald Trump upheld None any traditions? None. Well, it, well, he answered her letter today with his with own letter. Absolutely denying her, Denying her the ability to travel abroad. She was supposed to leave this afternoon. But On he's military like, planes. You can, you can go commercial. She was actually going to visit troops but here's in the, Afghanistan. Understand. Correct. And here's the thing. So now he's commander in chief. So now he's in his purview right. where he controls what the mil- he can say to have the military. So, so he he's can't in put his on a right to plane. do this. Sure. But here's the thing. You never announce that a member of Congress, that members of Congress, that a congressional junket, that a president of the United States vice president, when they travel to a war zone, which Afghanistan was one of her stops, you are not supposed to announce that because it's a security risk. Mm-hmm. You're risking this person's safety. You're risking their lives. She is second in line to the presidency. It's president, mm-hmm. vice president, her. Mm-hmm. You are risking the life of the person who is next in line after the vice president to the White House by announcing publicly in a letter with an enormous signature on it. It's like oversized, like you wrote it in magic marker. That announced where she was going. Where do you think this situation is going to go? I mean, like I said, it's been 26, 27 days as of us recording this. And it's like they are both digging their heels in. The thing is, is that the two of them, neither of these two people at this point can reopen the government. Okay. The House of Representatives already done what they can do. They voted now nine times to reopen the government. Donald Trump doesn't have any role other than to sign a bill into law reopening the government. This is on Mitch McConnell. Mm. This is the reason AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other freshmen are going mm-hmm. where's Mitch mm-hmm. and, and doing hashtag where's Mitch. Mitch McConnell, who's hiding in his turtle shell, <laughs> will not reopen. He, all he has to do is put the same bills on the floor right. passed by the House. He could eat they would pass and the government and it would be sent to donald trump to sign if the president didn't sign it or he or he could veto it they could override function the the thing is nancy pelosi is trying to teach a clinic to the american people and to donald trump about the power of congress and congress has given too much power to the president period and mitch mcconnell is giving all his power all his power to the president and i don't understand why how this ends mitch mcconnell needs to step up do his job put those bills on the floor and i promise you at a certain point when his members are feeling the pain they will go to him and they will say i'm sorry mr majority leader 
we're going to vote with the Democrats. Because yeah. I think the Democrats might go to a gambit of nothing passes this chamber until you reopen. Mm. Nothing passes. We will veto everything. I mean, we're not veto, but we will filibuster everything. Mitch McConnell needs to reopen the government. This is not on Trump anymore. This is on Mitch McConnell. Let me tell you, I just I, I'm going to get my popcorn and I will be at home flipping back and forth between MSNBC and CNN until I fall asleep. And you know what Nancy Pelosi will be doing while Donald Trump is squeal, screaming and sending her letters and, and everything? Big Macs. She's going to be getting her makeup done, getting her another nice red coat and keeping it stepping. She don't care. <laughs> she's not going. She's not listening to him. She is. She that lady is seventies. What seventy seven years old? She doesn't care what he says. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid mm-hmm. of him. No, she's, she's not, not intimidated by him, and she knows her power. And that's a good lesson well, for like women. Like you said, because she knows the Constitution. She has read the Constitution, which. Yeah. Uh, clearly he has not she knows her shit speaker of the house baby it's a mm. powerful job that's why yeah. you give it to an experienced woman i can't believe that there are people fighting against her you know can you imagine tim ryan figuring out what to do paul ryan figuring out what to do no these young brothers these young guys they think they know everything tim ryan paul ryan all these young young turks no <laughs> it takes a grown woman a grown earth woman yes in to her figure out coat. i love how to it. make it work i love watching come on this. Well, let's let's talk about another great woman, Gladys Knight, who has agreed to perform at the controversial Super Bowl in Atlanta. She's, perform? She's singing the national anthem. <sighs> yep. I can't. She's a Georgia girl, so that was announced this afternoon. Is she going to get dragged like Ta- Travis Scott? I don't know. You know, because Travis Scott's problem was, okay, and for those who don't know, Maroon 5 is performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't know why, but whatever. They couldn't find anyone else. They wanted Beyonce and Jay-Z. They were like, no. Rihanna was like, no. Because people are boycotting it because, hello, Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, essentially perpetrated 1950s-style voter suppression and, and denied Stacey abrams the governorship that's so a lot of people they're protesting feel, yes. they're protesting like kaepernick that Both. that's why they're protesting Both. mainly that's Both. why rihanna said no no this is why it's not over kemp that's Both. why you're protesting <laughs> that is not why <laughs> black artists are no joyanne no. am i injecting myself yes, into the narrative again <laughs> that's not why brian kemp the governor but, of your of your home state they're perpetrated listen, record I voter fraud that, but this super bowl and the that's boycotting that's boycotting. going on the reason why why a lot of artists are upset in the city of Atlanta <laughs> is because when you go to a city like Atlanta with its music history, and we've spoken about this on this show, sure. you know, with Outkast, with Usher, with, you know, I could go on and on. And it's not even just the the black talent that they are, but, but that's a big part of it, that you bring in a Maroon 5 to perform. But wait a minute. The reason they did that is because they couldn't get, they wanted Rihanna. No, that's, no, no, yes. because no, yes. no, no, it is not. She refused no. because of Colin Kaepernick no. and the Rih- NFL stance. Listen, Rihanna's not from Atlanta. The, but no, she the, didn't want to perform. No. They asked her. They asked Rihanna. Rihanna said no. She said no because no of the but, NFL stance on but Colin here Kaepernick. is the issue for artists in Atlanta like Jermaine Dupree, Ludacris, Outkast. They probably said no for the same reason. That's not true. They probably Let, said no for the same reason. Joyanne. Honey, I'm just telling you, artists don't want to perform with Joanne, the NFL because of their treatment Jermaine, of black players. Go to Ludacris's social media. Go to Jermaine Dupri's social media. Go to out. Go to all these artists who were upset. Not about what you're talking about, but because they felt slighted by the NFL. This is an act. These are actual facts. (laughs) (laughs) Fake news. Nope. They felt slighted by the NFL because they felt that musically 
No one that Maroon 5 and they said we respect them. No shade. Even me, um, amigos. There's so many artists that were upset because they were not asked to perform because they were not included. No, I get it. But they here's were the thing. There. Migos even talked about having an alternative concert right. during the halftime yeah. live streaming uh-huh. in protest. But I get it. But the reason Maroon 5 ended up being I asked get that. in the first place I get, but the, but was the thing because is, but they went the to Rihanna. Piece. Exactly. So they went to Rihanna. Yeah. Rihanna said she no. She said absolutely they went not. To, but instead of going to Usher, so you're saying after they were turned down after, by their top by the, choices, by, they should have gone. After Rihanna, the one person that they asked, mm-hmm. turned them down. Was she the only one they she asked? She was the only one that Didn't they, they asked. Did they ask Beyonce and Jay-Z? I don't think so. Okay. They asked her. She said no. Mm-hmm. They went to Maroon but 5. But she said no. Why? Because of the Colin Kaepernick but that situation. Is not, that is not what I'm talking about. Yes, she did say no because of that. Because yeah. she stands in solidarity with Kaepernick. Correct. But there were other artists. Jermaine Dupri, the ones that I've named, who were willing to do it and mm-hmm. were upset that they were not asked because what they wanted to do was represent Atlanta and the music right. that that represent Atlanta. They wanted yeah. to do that. But that here, those are facts. No, I, I get it, and so, I will I will exceed to your facts. But here's my question to you, yes. Atlanta native. Yes, do you not feel a little bit kind of some kind of way? About the Super Bowl, period. Because the reality is Colin Kaepernick still does not have a team because of his protest. And they can say it's not because of that all they want. There are a lot of people who have feelings or a little in the feelings and I, I might that. be one you know it's made it hard for me to watch and I grew up no. loving football yeah right but the idea that you have a league where you have people you know being re- referred to themselves as the, the owners right who treat these players like this really is an owner oni situation I agree and who really have mistreated in a lot of ways the black players who have tried to stand up you look at the Dallas Cowboys where they're told if you protest you're basically you're done. Right. Right. And people are being their their ability to speak their minds and use their platforms the way they want to is being curtailed. The NFL itself is so right wing. I It's so Trumpian. That's why that they a have way, a Maroon 5 as opposed to right. even asking all of these African-American artists that rep, that would better represent the city of Atlanta and its music history. They want to have Maroon 5, who I love. I love but Maroon 5. And isn't I love their that music. a little bit more appropriate? If the NFL is what it is in terms of its ideology, no. why would you marry that to black artists whose ideological underpinning is very different? These are artists who they're representing black culture. Black culture is not exactly respected in the NFL. Well, I don't know why you'd marry those two things together. It's like peanut butter and bratwurst. It's not like we're talking about a Klan rally here. There are <laughs> black people <laughs> that actually enjoy football. And I mean, come on. You go to the, the Georgia Dome in Atlanta for a Falcons game, which I did, you know, earlier this season. Oh, those are and there's nothing but like black people everywhere. I love football. Listen, and they're constantly playing black music. I love there football. Are, there are black people everywhere. And I hear what you're saying but about can Kaepernick. can you love football and not love the NFL? Because the NFL is problematic. I, listen, here's the thing. The majority, the majority of the players playing football are African-American. That is true. That is, that is it. So to me, you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't just say, you know what? Well, you can't expect for these young men who have spent most of their childhoods preparing for this moment. Now they're here. Now they're playing in the big game. Now they're, you know, I don't expect for them 
to just quit and walk away. Right. Because for them, it's this is all they've prepared for. Yeah, right. True. So there are so many people who so many people who are tied to this game in one way or another. Eric Reed, for example, who was the first person to kneel next to Kaepernick, yes. is now playing. He finally was able to 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 get signed they keep drug on a team. Yeah, they do, but he's playing. And do you know who congratulated him on social media when he got signed with Cap- Kaepernick? And here's the funny thing about it. Speaking of Colin Kaepernick, Travis Scott, who's also performing with Big Boy. So yes. Big Boy is performing. He who is. is an Atlanta native. But that was a, that was they after they it. got so much of an uh, of uh, so much protest yeah. from people about not including artists from Atlanta. So Travis Scott then got dragged too because he said that because there is the the argument I was making earlier that a lot of people are saying don't even touch the NFL right. or the Super Bowl. So he justified it to the people who were mad at him for right. even being a part of the Super See, Bowl. See, I think artists can Kaepernick. make that choice. Right. I think that artists can choose where they want to perform. I think that they have so much opportunity to perform in different places like a Rihanna. Right. I think that Travis Scott is so big right now and making so much money. He could choose not to perform at the Super Bowl. Right. And but he still did. remain relevant he, and make the same he money he does. tried to like tie himself to Kaepernick and Kaepernick said no, I didn't give him that well, okay. what he said was, I had a conversation with Kaepernick right. and he basically gave me his blessing. But then Kaepernick's girlfriend, Nessa, yeah. basically said, tweeted uh-uh. out, that is not true. Right. There's no solidarity. And I'm par- paraphrasing here. And, you know, there's no thumbs up from Kaepernick. And basically, he Kaepernick re- retweeted her tweet saying that. Ooh. And so Travis Scott came back to say, Oops. I don't need his permission Ooh. to perform and do what I do. This Super Bowl, I feel, is going to be incredibly controversial. Between the Kaepernick issue, the NFL's overall stance toward black players yeah. and wanting to protest, this issue about black musicians feeling like they're not being given, you know, or And even, the fact that it's in one of the blackest cities in the country. With, whose airport is one of the largest in the country that is now in, in a state of panic over the yeah. shutdown. That's because true. Because you have TSA agents who are not able to get to work. Atlanta's a driving town. It's it a city is. We have to drive. And and you've got you got a, a but a lot of people drive to Atlanta too. But there are a lot of people flying. They're flying in. in. It's the biggest got, airport I think you, on the East Coast. But it is you know arguably one of the blackest cities, the blackest cities in the country. You got a mayor named Keisha, who I love so much. We do. I mean, and we had her on the show last weekend. Yeah, oh, I love her. And so there's so many things, so many vendors, so many companies um, that will be benefiting from this Super Bowl right. being in Atlanta that are African-American. But this is the question I have to ask you. This is, comes back to my existential question. What? Cousin Jack. About horse meat. <laughs> <laughs> no. About Atlanta and and the, the issue of... When you have so many problematic uh, problematic elements coming together between the NFL and the way it's treated Colin Kaepernick, state of Georgia and its governor, who mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's going to show up at this, but who knows. When that meets black culture. Right. What I mean, are, are people are, should should people not use this as a venue to voice some kind of protest and solidarity with the struggle? Because the reality is, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 no one has to do it because you can do whatever you want with your platform. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm even going to watch the Super Bowl, to be honest with you, because I have so much, so many problems with the way the NFL right. has treated Kaepernick and has treated black players. Right. That I, and I, as much as I love football and as much as I love these guys, I am very happy they have high paying jobs, yeah. doing what they love to do. I hope they're all very successful. I just don't know if I can participate in it anymore. Well, I mean, for me, I listen, my family members, friends from high school, lots of my friends have season tickets 
to Falcons game. I have another friend who had season tickets and gave them up because of Kaepernick. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, you go to the MetLife Stadium here for a Giants game or a Jets yeah. game. It's nothing but white people. There are black people spring or people of color, I should say, sprinkled in. You right. go to the Georgia Dome to a Falcons game. Yeah. Baby, that's like going to the Atlanta Hawks, uh, you know, State Farm Arena. It's it like is going a to the whole FAMU different games. experience. So, so I say that to say, you know, I definitely am tied to the NFL for personal reasons. Yeah, of course. So I'm not going to protest it myself. I mean, do I, you know, am I out there? Am I a season ticket holder and all that kind of stuff? No. But I have, I am connected to someone whose livelihood is connected to the NFL. So no, I have, um, you know, compassion for those people who make a living because of the NFL. Same. No, I agree with that. That I definitely agree with. Uh, So, I mean, you can, but like I said, it's not a Klan rally. They're not going to be running around with the, (laughs) you know, Confederate flag and stuff. That's not happening. What happens if the governor shows up? Does he get booed? He shows up. He probably gets booed. He probably gets booed. Um, Let's talk about the commercials because we already have seen (laughs) anger over a one commercial, which I don't know if they're going to play the Gillette commercial during the Super Bowl. Because they're digging in. They're all in their feelings. Why are people flipping out about a commercial? It's just, now for those of you who haven't seen it you can look it up online it's a this great is commercial. Gillette the best a man can be yes and, and and the the beef people have is it's the best a man can get is their tagline yes. but now Including they're saying Piers Morgan yes and now people like Piers Morgan are freaking out saying tell, they're telling them to be best basically yeah. they're right be better people well the, in the commercial you see you know basically men showing young boys um you know how to shave it starts out like that then you see another father walking with his sons and they see a younger kid being bullied by some older kids and after looking the father steps in and protects the kid that's being bullied um it's about showing men how to be better like there's a, another man where there are two men together and there's a woman who walks by and one man kind of goes after her cat calls her and his other friends like man that's don't not okay that. right, right how can you be upset with about, this? about that i how? don't get but people they're like we're just trying to cut men's testicles off and you're saying not to be because it sounds like Piers morgan and others are saying being a man is defined by being a jerk and if you don't tell us we can be a jerk then you're telling us we can't be a man that Listen, doesn't make sense. It, 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 it is like that, that this commercial is saying that all men are bad. And they're not saying that. I don't know how you see that. There are good men in the doing good things, telling their men who have bad, telling men or boys who have bad behavior to stop. So we see two types of men and right. boys in this commercial. But they're saying they're telling men to be soft. Listen, I like my daddy used to say a hit dog will holler. Oh. If you want to if you want to carry on that kind of toxic masculinity, yeah. you know what I mean? And you want to continue to behave that way. You want to continue to cat call women. You yeah. want to continue to want to pinch women's asses in the office and talk about all kinds of crazy things at work. Mm-hmm. That men, There are men who don't want that culture to stop. Yeah. Just like the same people who defend R. Kelly. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. People who are defending R. Kelly, to me, want that type of culture where old grown men can, you know, have sex and relationships with teenage girls. And it'd be OK. They support that. Yeah. that That's what that says to me. And yeah. you're delusional. And by the way, I think every woman who's single and dating, bring up the Gillette commercial with the man that you're going out with. Yes. It's a quick way to decide if you want to stay on that date. Girl. Because if he freaks out about it, he the bad people in the Gillette commercial. Yes, you might want to let him go. But chances are she already knows that. She don't need to bring up a Gillette commercial because when they're sitting out at dinner, he's probably staring Fair. at everything walking by. Fair. Mm. Fair. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, you got to go to the doctor. I got to go to the doctor. To. Can I say, though, let's continue to keep our stilettos on R. Kelly's Absolutely. neck. Absolutely. They're closing down his studios because he doesn't have the money to pay for them anyway. How is he, by the they're way? They're shutting down his concerts. How is he a renter? With with all of the millions and millions and millions of dollars in record sales. I don't know. How does he not own 
even one property. So you're 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 putting these women basically imprisoning them in a place the landlord could show up and find them because they had to fix the boiler. Maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe there's the reading of the contract maybe, that was a problem. Yeah, maybe he didn't even know he was renting. The thing about R. Kelly, I will say, clearly the only way to stop him is to take it all. Because if he has no money and no fame, these women won't be attracted into his orbit anymore. They won't. They, no one will bother with him. Right. He won't have access to women as long as he has money and fame he still has access He'll clearly to women access. and that's horrible there'll to me. be there'll be some sad women out there who will just be like you know i don't care he's still you know it's terrible it's still r kelly it's terrible yeah, it's, it's terrible sad. i feel so bad for those but families. that's women who don't have self-esteem so that's a it's whole sad. other thing it's sad it's a whole but other thing. I, shout out to chance the rapper yes. uh lady gaga celine dion uh sierra um, I th- I'm sure I'm leaving out John uh, Legend well no no these are, are, are artists who did duets with him and they're removing them oh good for them um, you know, yeah so he's off Spotify he's off Apple iTunes he's off Pandora yeah. his money's being quickly dried up and good that's what he deserves yeah Take they're it removing off. their songs with him any that's duets good. that they did or in the process of doing so that's shout good. out to them keep the stilettos on his on neck on his neck and as we close uh, I also want to shout out to all the black journalists because Covering we know politics. that you are out there, <laughs> that you want to cover politics. I talk to young black journalists all the time who are up and coming. The idea that there are not enough black journalists available out there or that black people are not motivated to go out and cover right. politics. Or that we're is, not interested or, in covering or politics. capable is crazy. And that's speaking to CBS News who it's put crazy. out a photograph of their political team um, for the upcoming presidential election. And there was not one black person on and there. And the people who defended them. Some of them are making arguments like that. Like maybe black people don't want to be journalists. You know, are you asking for a quota? You know what? It's not a quota. Diversity, as I used to say to my students who were mostly white and learning about race, gender and media, diversity is not for us. It's for the company's own benefit. Because if you're going to cover an election in which the Democratic Party is so dependent on black people that without black voters, Roy Moore wins david duke becomes either the governor or the senator of louisiana yeah but for black voters democrats cannot win elections let's just say that again they cannot win elections so if you don't have even one black reporter on you get the thing like not knowing ski we is part of the aka no or you call it what you get and calling it and you call it screeching which was ridiculous so if you're a washington post reporter yeah, and I and and even the apology just wasn't enough because as a re- I listen, I, I'm the kind of person that I don't want um, I, some things. I do want to keep keep our own. You know, sure. the whole I, I didn't go to HU, but I love hearing HU alums say HU. You know, I love that. Right. And as a member of Delta Sigma Theta, yeah. I love our call. There's some things that white people in general they'll need to be a part of because right. you know there's a lot of well, I'm not even going to go into that, but. <laughs> When you're a reporter, you have to be curious. Right. You cannot be in a, a, a room with a candidate for president, right? And there's there's a, there are noises going on, and you're not wondering and, and curious enough before you out. put it out there in the yeah. Twitterverse to ask what that is, to do your homework. But that's you know, irresponsible. You know how you fix that? Diversity. Diversity. And that's why because diversity... Because we're required to know everything about every culture. And as a reporter, it's your responsibility. And the, and the end of the day, and this is, you know, no shade to any particular company, because this is for every company. 
Diversity is not for us. It's for you. No. It's so that your no. company Shade doesn't. Shade to the companies that don't do that it. That don't do it because the no. Rea- no, what I'm saying is yeah. you aren't doing us a favor by well, adding black people to your roster. Ever. You're doing yourself a favor because you're adding the people with the knowledge that right. can keep you out of scrapes that will make sure that you're culturally aware and good luck covering South Carolina with no black reporters who how understand many, all the subtleties. How many Just times saying. do we have to say it? We have been saying this since you and I started out in this business. Yes. What is it going to take for major media outlets to get this? Shame on CBS for not even seeing this and for not having the diversity, not with the reporters, but in the management, to notice. the people who are making the decisions to even notice in the first place. But can we just give a shout out to Auntie Maxine? Because Maxine Waters, Representative Waters, came out and, and called them out on Twitter and got a response. She got an immediate meeting with two CBS executives because she has power. And this comes right back again to using your platform. Yeah. Maxine Waters knows how to use her platform. AOC yeah. knows how to use her platform. Some of these... Um, Folks, whether they're young or not so or seasoned, are really smart about using their social media and other yeah. platforms for the for the for the cause of good. So shout out to uh, Maxine Waters and Carrie Washington, and Carrie who Washington. also tweeted out about it. And I'm I'm yeah. happy to see more and more celebrities. Karen and this Hunter, is what lots Tr- of people. This is what the age of Trump has done. It has forced. Um, you know, a lot of celebrities who are politically minded in the first sure. place, but to be even more outspoken yes. um, and involved in the process, yep. which I love so much. Let's see if any of them do it at the Super Bowl. Well, I'm sure that they would. Gladys Knight will be. We'll see. She'll be there. She's she signed the contract. All right, cousin. Big Boy will be there. Outcast will be there. Well, if you head down, uh, I love Big I'm Boy. I'm going. So say hi to him for me. <laughs> say hi to Gladys. I will. All right, my sister. Well, that does it for us today. Uh, please tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yes. Same bat podcast. Yes, yes. Because we're the best. And of we course, are. you can listen to Jackie Reed on the Tom Jordan Morning Show every Thursday morning. Actually, wake up at like eight so you can start tuning in early. That way, you don't miss. <laughs> Anything. Any bit you can it. also listen to New York Live Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. on WNBC or any NBC affiliate. Up today in Boston <laughs> at 12.30 p.m. And you can Oprah. catch Jackie on Serious Progress Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at 9 for Inside her story. So true. And of course, you can catch my cousin Joanne Reed on MSNBC this weekend, 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturday and Sunday on AM Joy. Yes. And please subscribe to us on, on your favorite place you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Read This, Read That. When you're on Twitter, leave off the last T for savings. And one last question before we go Ma'am, will Trump be impeached or will he resign this week? Not this week. Bye. Baby, 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 baby